Good evening. This is Reverend Arabella Marie, and I am going to talk to you this evening about spiritual codependency. This is based on a listener's inquiry through email. D.D. Pierce is wondering how we live with someone when we are telepathic with them or empathic with them. So an empath actually can feel another person's emotions, if you are unfamiliar with that. Um, And it's a great question, something that people don't talk about. However, um, when I left my long-term marriage with my soulmate in 2014, I have ended up living with many different people since then, which is really important to my journey because I had met him at 17 and basically just lived with him until my late 40s. So this question is interesting on many levels. because you are merging your spiritual self with your earth self, your human self. And to do so, to merge the two is when you're in balance because we're both spiritual and we're both human. We're not one or the other. If we're only, if we're on earth and we are spending all of our time daydreaming and visioning and, um, then a lot of times we're ungrounded and we're very airy-fairy and have a difficult time doing any sort of work here on Earth. As I had said on my uh, YouTube video that I posted yesterday, last night, in fact, uh, we were talking about that, how in general the Divine Masculine or whoever the masculine energy is, In general, they're better at being grounded um, because of them being more in tune with earth and their action, their movement, their doing things. So back to the topic at hand, codependency is a human behavior. And I've actually been doing a lot of work on codependency since I left my divorce because um, codependency is the norm for relationships. Codependency would be when you're like um, in that state of he's my everything. He makes me happy. I feel loved because I'm in relationship with him. I'm a girl, so we're just using it from my perspective here, okay? No offense to anyone or any of my um, gender fluid, gender neutral um, listeners or male listeners for that matter. But when we make someone other than ourselves our world, um, Generally, that's codependence. And generally, I was just reading before I started recording on psychcentral.com. 
um, that, you know, the basis of codependency is really because we never were taught to love ourselves. We don't have classes about loving ourselves, about nurturing ourselves, about taking care of our needs. And because of that, we become reactive. We make how other people treat us uh, a reflection of our worth. We, you know, the, the book is complex. So I've both been in Al-Anon groups. I had a sponsor for a while. Um, one of my best friends then and, and I was from Al-Anon and we met on a regular basis. And then um, I'm back into that work right now. I'm delving into this workbook with a therapist. And the thing about codependency, as with all things in life, it's complex. So I was going through this book and um, there's a chapter where it lists all the different codependent type behaviors. And so I went through and I put an X by the ones I'm currently dealing with. I put a circle by the ones that, hey, I've already busted a move on these. I've broken that pattern of codependency. And then I was able to talk about it with my therapist. And seeing it in quote unquote black and white is extremely helpful. And what I realized at the core was by looking at it in black and white, yeah, I've done a lot of work. And so I gave myself a pat on the back, which for a self-love advocate, <laughs> I better be doing. Because <laughs> if I'm not patting myself on the back, then I have no business talking about self-love to you. And from looking at it in black and white, I realized all the places I'm still codependent. And as you learn about codependency, you realize that pretty much 99% of relationships that you've experienced, your parents, your brothers, your sister, your cousin, your grandparents, the majority, 99% might be too much, but codependency is rampant. So now, after you've been doing your codependency work, you're going to be shifting into a level of self-love, self-confidence, self-worth, self-respect. You're going to stop putting your nose into everybody's business. And there's a whole lot of other things. I mean, I literally could talk about codependency, you know, every day for 23 and a half hours and take breaks, you know, to go to the bathroom and eat some food. And I could just keep talking about codependency because the list is so long. But the main thing is it's based on us not knowing our own self-love, self-worth, self-respect. And we have gotten into the cycles of possibly enabling of people pleasing, of thinking we have to do something in order to be loved or respected. And that's not true. So codependence, um, you know, 
are <laughs> are we're like we're like the light bulb and then the alcoholics and the drug addicts and the gamblers are the moth that comes to our flame to our light okay we are just as addicted to trying to control other another person's behavior especially an addict and we lose ourselves in that addict so personally i can tell you when i left a marriage after 31 years i was a very different person in my late 40s than i was at 17 when i met him i'm deeply grateful for the experience with him probably on on like deeper and deeper levels as i do my self love work um it makes me a better person in general and it makes me more grateful for the people that have been on my journey even if things didn't end on a positive note per se so since we are spiritual beings having a human experience it's really important to look at your relationship patterns again i was talking last night on youtube uh, about that in a psychic reading this is our time with all the chaos that is happening in the world literally on earth with with the changes and the pain and the death and the fear that's going on whether it's covid whether it's the murdering of my black brothers and sisters transgender um and then we have astrologically a lot of things going on this is all a shakeup This is a universal shakeup so that we wake up so that we look at our patternings and look hey our parents marriage sucked it was not healthy and look at it our hey we just took it on that's what we do like dysfunction is the gift that keeps on giving so unless you are going to get conscious and go diving deep into yourself to see what things are not working anymore you're just going to keep having the same kind of relationships and life experience so the codependency work learning about it researching about it asking for help a lot of us don't ask for help it is actually the st- strongest of us that are vulnerable and ask for help not the other way around as society would state that's a lie ask for help be better break your patterns so assuming you have done some of your work assuming you are a member of a group or have been or have looked at yourself have looked at your parents your grandparents the ancestry of the dysfunction and decided I'm shutting the door on that dysfunction I'm choosing a new way now 
then you go and live with somebody. And I'm not talking, it, it could be married, it could be a fiance, it could be a boyfriend, it could be whatever label you want. Labels don't really mean anything anyways. I was married, it didn't, it, it was a heart to heart connection and a commitment I had made to somebody. I didn't need a piece of paper and I don't need a piece of paper now. We really don't need pieces of paper. We get really hung up on the pieces of paper. I think that's a whole other podcast. So I am talking to those of you that are telepathic. Possibly you know that you are an empath. You're really on your spiritual journey right now. And the people that I have lived with while I'm on my spiritual journey and my spiritual gifts have gotten stronger and stronger and stronger over these last five, six years in tune. And the more that we practice using them, the the better they get. However, the people that I live with often both from both sides, we feel each other. We know each other as well as I know me. And when you're telepathic, and empathic it becomes more and more important to do your own individual work so that would look like possibly like I make a commitment to myself before I see the person that I live with each day and she is actually um How would I describe who I live with? Well, she's a roommate. However, like um, she used to babysit me. So we're friends and then we were family for a while, but ultimately we've been friends since I was 10. Um, So we know each other for a long time. However, living together and both being highly psychic, If we're not doing our individual work and we are, it's going to be difficult. So individual work is, um, we make space to be separated. We're not joined at the hip. Joined at the hip is very much codependent. Everything you do, like that was my whole marriage. Um, I wasn't really allowed to have outside friends or everything. Um, I was supposed to be there with him all the time because I was his rock. That's codependent. So living with somebody, and this could be romantic even, having separate bedrooms, shutting the door without explanation and the other person not getting upset or angry when the other person needs to have their space. So we spend, even though we live in the same house, sometimes we rarely see each other because maybe we're purging. Maybe we're going through... uh, you know, ascension symptoms and physically that can be really uncomfortable sometimes. We don't wanna talk to anybody. Sometimes maybe I need to be in meditation all day. Sometimes I need to write all day. Spiritual tools, you know, are, are kind of ritualistic for me and I'm not particularly a real um, person that is into that. like. But I decided about six, seven months ago, uh, upon some urging from a really, someone that I love, a spiritual teacher, said, commit to yourself for six months. 
and look at the difference at the end of the six months. And here I am, and I've been through some really deep, painful things over the six months. However, I had realized due to my template of living in that codependency, I had never really committed to myself until now. And that means saying no sometimes to the people we live with and we don't take it personally and we don't feel guilty because we put our needs first and we allow them to put their needs first. And often we meet in the middle and we catch up saying, hey, I've been working through this and this person's been working through this. And yes, sometimes I can feel her, what she's going through, like sadness or or anxiety or whatever and vice versa. Do I comment on it? No. So it's being mature and letting the other person consciously do what they need to do. So spiritual codependency though, I came up with this title because um, if you don't know and you're new to my show, I'm what's called a twin flame. Um, esoterically speaking, that would be one soul that is in two separate bodies. Yin and yang. And, um, the reason that I share that I'm a twin flame is because it puts a really different perspective on everything. Um, we don't. A lot of times the spiritual journey is promoted as just focus on doing the spiritual stuff, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's crystals, whether it's practicing astral projection, whether, you know, practice your Reiki healing or whatever. The thing is, in order to really awaken, you have to break your codependency, your human patterning. Okay, so me being a twin flame, when I met that other person, at that time I was living in horrific physical pain. So I'm a person, my physical body um, has had a lot of pain. I had a trauma childhood. It began there. And then I lived in survival mode, got married early, had a baby early. You know, I just um, have abused the body with food addiction. But more importantly, like I feel the barometer. I feel when an earthquake is going to happen. I feel, I know when a fire is going to start, like a wildfire. I know when there's going to be flooding. And my body is the conduit and it takes a brunt, um, yeah, I don't know how to say it, just a a brunt of (laughs) anger from the entire uh, universe, it feels like sometimes. And so I was having a hard time walking at that time when I met my twin. And when our energies came together, I was completely and totally pain-free. The first time in my adult life, and I was in my late 40s at the time. 
and it felt good. It's like a miracle had happened. I mean, I had been doing prayer work and I had been like watching my diet and this and that, but I have a autoimmune disease. And when I get stressed, it kicks into high gear. Um, and I'm dealing with some of that right now, which, um, you know, a lot of spiritual people have chronic pain. And that's probably a good topic to talk about, not today, but it's a good topic to talk about. It's not unusual for those of us that are, are extremely woke, however you want to label it. Um, our physical vessel is in pain. So I was pain free after meeting my twin. And I got dependent on him being around sharing his energy and everything like an addict because I had never been pain-free really since I was about 22 as life got worse emotionally my body took on the pain and, and whatnot and then I like got more in tune with mother earth and and more pain happening and whatnot so I became codependent which is I've been codependent my whole life. So why wouldn't I, even though I'm a spiritual being, I became dependent upon his energy. Almost like an energy vampire, you might label that. And he would follow me on social media and I would post things to provoke him, to stir him up or whatever. You know, this is ego stuff that ego does. This is way back because I needed a hit of his energy. Give me a hit, give me a hit, give me a hit. And this might help if there are any other twin flames and it doesn't even have to be twin flame because I've had similar energetic connections with other people since meeting him now. And you can like, I was addicted to the hit of energy which would keep me pain free or less pain. Because juice, you know, when you go from chronic pain to pain-free almost overnight, you want more of it. But it's no different than an alcoholic that's like, oh, I don't have pain when I'm drunk. Oh, I'm, I'm soothed when I eat a bunch of junk food if you're an overeater. Um, so... I have been spiritually codependent. Sometimes we follow people online, their accounts, they make us feel good. A lot of times I have people tell me that about me. We really do kind of become obsessed because we're energy and you can feel another person's energy when they speak, whether it's in a video or a podcast or you see a picture of them, there's an energy that comes through to you and it makes you feel good. So I have been spiritually codependent. When you're an empath and can feel people, you know, the ego wants to feel good. We're here to feel good. You know, sex is pleasurable. Sharing energy is pleasurable. We want to feel good. However, however, when we become spiritually codependent, that means that we're not working on our own vibration and raising it. 
We're using them like a junkie. And I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, every I share energy with the, my, my friend that I live with, my sister friend that I live with. We do. We share energy. But I'm very careful of who I live with, who I share energy with. And she is as well. And then we're both empaths, so we can feel each other. So that's where the work of not being codependent, and that's a human thing, comes into play. I let her go do her thing. I do my thing. Um, and you can't take things personally. And a lot of us take things personally when we're still in the ego and we're still in the codependency. As far as the spiritual codependency, I had a situation where I moved away from my twin. It was partially, um, um, it was necessary that I moved away from my twin. I'll just say that. And all of my pain came back. And I don't know what he's going through. The thing is, is all the pain came back. And I'm living far away from him again while the world is in turmoil and my body feels all of that. My autoimmune disease is back, like really severely back. I've had my numbers tested and everything. And, um, and it's challenging, shall we say. And I um, am de determined to keep working on myself and building my own vibration so that I am my own individual power unit, which is 2020 is actually, that's what it's about. It's about shaking free, shaking us awake, I guess is a good way to say it. Shaking us awake, dropping codependency, quit any kind of energy vampiring unless it's mutual. Like, like, like I said, my roommate and I know that we share energy. I have another person that I share energy with and I'm grateful for that. He's, um, they've been able to help me, um, shift some of the pain out of my body. But I think that it's really important that um, the spiritual codependency doesn't go on, that you do your own work, even if it's painful, because it's really painful. Like your spiritual journey is painful. Anyone that, that is blowing smoke up your ass, saying it's all happy, happy, joy, joy, is not spiritually woke, because it's painful. You're having to dive deep into your own shit. Yes, you can read books. Yes, you can... Uh, listen to or read from spiritual teachers. However, you still have to dive into the shit and you have to break codependency, whether it's human or spiritual or both. Always remember your spiritual being having a human experience. You're both spiritual and human. So spiritual codependency can actually exist. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about it before. But especially when you've got heart-to-heart -heart soul connections, 
it can feel obsessive because it's like a junkie. You're, you're like addicted to their energy instead of focusing on building your own energy. Um, and you know, this is my personal experience as well as channeling because I'm a divine channel. That's who I am. I'm both. What did I say? Spiritual and human as are you. So I love this question about, um, you know, how do you live with someone else that's telepathic and not pick up their stuff? You got to be mature. Like, like, I, I think it's kind of a simplistic answer, but you have had to have done your work and your work would be on breaking your, um, taking things personally, your, your codependency, your needing someone that, that need, I need somebody that desperation energy, that thirst, you don't need that. And, um, let people have their experience, even if you're living in the same house with them. And yeah, you're going to have telepathy and like sometimes look at each other and she's going to say what you're thinking and vice versa. And you laugh about it and it's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, I know for us, I don't think that she would mind sharing, but like we individually, we have our own bedrooms and we individually like shield ourselves before we go to sleep. We have our own practices that keeps us separate individuals, even though um, we're, you know, friends and roommates. So it can be done already. Please leave a comment. Let's hear what your thoughts on spiritual codependency are. And if you have any experience with this, and if you would like another topic, leave me a message. This is Arabella. Talk to you soon. This is Arabella is a black white production copyright 2020 starring Reverend Arabella Marie. We thank you for supporting this podcast by subscribing, sharing, and or becoming a monthly donor until we meet again.